Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your co-host, Angie Rogers-Howell. Now, what is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Today, our premier sponsor is Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more about them at LuckyTats.com. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Rebecca Parker. She is the director of Upward Bound at Ivy Tech. Let me ask you a question. Did you enjoy elementary gym class? Elementary gym class? Yeah. like It was fun back it then. It was fun back then. When you got to junior high and high school, not so much. But elementary was fun. Yeah, because it was like an extra recess, really. Pretty much, yeah. And you got to play with stuff like basketballs, balls. Uh, we did the kickball, the dodgeball. The... Oh, dodgeball. I didn't like dodgeball. Well, you know. And the scooters. The scooters. And, and we I had hippity hops. Hippity hops. Yes, well, big bouncy balls. Yeah, the big bouncy ball things and all that. But you had something my school did not. Yes. And, and I that. thought this was just normal that everybody has this. And it wasn't until a few years ago you had all your old... Uh, VHS tapes and things uh, digitized digitized put on DVDs and and we popped one of these in to check it out and I see this great big rainbow parachute yes the, it parachute day it was the best it was everybody's favorite day and you were like what, what is in this? the <laughs> world are you guys doing why do you have a giant parachute <laughs> so all these kids you can think of about 25 kids or whatever being around a round parachute yeah and then they they hold the everybody gets an end and you like flip it up sometimes we take like a, a like a volleyball or something and yeah. we like throw it around like bounce it around to each other and stuff or sometimes we'd like what do we have? We would have, we'd like play music. It's kind of like musical chairs, but like you rotate, like you run in place with the, with the, with the parachute yeah. or whatever. But the best part was when you like fling it up in the air and then bring it down, down and on sit you. on it. Yes. And then all 20 kids are now you're inside the parachute yeah. and it's all above you. And it was like amazing. We loved it. But you <laughs> did not have this experience. I did not. So, so again, I'm watching this DVD. I'm like, what? It was exactly that. It went up and then. You got underneath it, and I was like, "This is strange." <laughs> well, and you had other like you'd you'd fling it up in the air, and then everybody'd run to the middle, and then back out, and like do like a whole parachute routine, if you will. But it ended with all the kids sitting on the inside of the, the thing in like a big bubble of a parachute. It was amazing. We loved it. It was the best thing, best so, day. I want to hear from our listeners during their elementary years. Did they have a parachute and parachute day? Yes. Or if you were like me and got shortchanged. Like how did, I, where did, <laughs> where did this parachute come from? Like, did somebody just have an extra parachute? Is there like school gym supply company that like, here's your soccer balls and your dodgeballs. And here's a random parachute we have here too. Well, that salesman never made it to Randolph County. Apparently not. Hi there, Matt Howe, introducing you to Purple Hippo Ads, local digital advertising. Let's say you want more qualified customers, clients, and donors in your sales funnel. We create display and text ads targeted to attract those visitors to a landing page with specific information and an intake form for them to contact you. We manage, tweak, and adjust the campaign to optimize every click and gain more conversions. Purple Hippo Ads are perfect for discounts, offers, email opt-ins, events, introducing new products or services, increasing donations, or finding qualified job applicants. Interested? Great. Just fill out the contact form on purplehippoads.com and let's talk.
You know, Muncie politics has been a big thing here recently. That is true. There's been a lot going on and citizens engaging in their government and demanding action and changing the course of, you know, businesses that are coming into town and things like that. So yeah, the Schaefer Leadership Academy, they've come along and they've... They are putting together a summit, a 2019 Citizen Summit. It's called Transparency in Government. Uh, There's going to be lots of sessions and workshops really focusing on how to foster transparent local government and nonpartisan solutions-based opportunities. So if you're interested in that, how government works, how your voice can be heard, what you can do to build on the momentum that we've already started here in the last few weeks or so, uh, be sure to check that out. It's going to be September 14th from 9 to 4 at the Ivy Tech Fisher Building in downtown Muncie. And if you need more information, of course, check their website at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Rebecca Parker. Uh, She's the director of Upward Bound at Ivy Tech Community College. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for stopping by. (laughs) Yes. How's everything going today? Everything is great. Uh, We are uh, spending the week really reviewing all of our tutoring procedures Mm -hmm. and our academic year content to make sure that we have a really great year this year. And this is going to be the third year of Upward Bound uh, here in Muncie. So we're excited to make positive changes, continue improving, and keep providing really great stuff to our students. Excellent. All right. Number one question. Tell me about yourself. Uh, Where'd you grow up? Well, I actually grew up in a tiny town called Centerville, Indiana. Okay. It's a one-stoplight town, basically known for its antique malls. Okay. <laughs> Are you guys the ones with, like, the lions or the uh, the statues? or No, that's no. Rushville. Rushville. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There's a ville. Yeah, we're, we're known for our archways and our okay. antique shops. Okay. And I grew up there, and so for me, Muncie is actually a big city Mm -hmm. in comparison Uh, and I love being in kind of a medium city where you have some of the amenities of a big city but it's not so big that you feel lost or frightened. You don't have the big city traffic. You can (laughs) cut off by other people in traffic. (laughs) You can like go around and like see people you know and stuff. Absolutely. Now how did you get to Muncie? Well I started out actually at a job I hated. Um, I worked at an answering service for a few years just to pay the bills right after college. Um, I thought because I was, I don't know, right when I graduated college, I really thought things would just happen Mm -hmm. and that I would just (laughs) magically get this amazing high paying job Mm -hmm. because I was smart and I worked hard and that's how the world works, right? Absolutely, yeah. And it did not happen that way. I had to really learn how to build myself up, create connections, Mm -hmm. create a career for myself. So I worked a few years at a job I really hated in an answering service here in town. Okay. And then that answering service job actually turned into a job with uh, 911 dispatching in Richmond, Indiana. Okay. I found that job really fulfilling. Mm -hmm. It was very hard. I could imagine. It was kind of traumatizing. (laughs) All kinds of of terrible things. But it and I was only okay at it. Yeah. I tried my best at it, but it wasn't my calling. It wasn't something that I was amazing at. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I did realize from that job was that I really loved helping people mm-hmm. and that I could handle a lot more than I thought I could. I, I could handle a lot. I could handle scary things. Mm-hmm. I could handle dangerous things. I could handle life and death situations. And so once you've been through that, it really builds your confidence in oh, yourself. Yeah. You start being a little bit less afraid to put yourself out there mm-hmm. and take a risk. Um, so I decided to apply for some jobs in Muncie. My husband was working in Muncie at the time and we wanted to relocate here and was fortunate enough to get a a job at 
Muncie Public Library. Okay. And at first, I wasn't sure that it was the right move for me because it was a pay cut. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't have that sweet government insurance anymore. Yeah. And I was really nervous about it. It was as a grant writer. I was a development specialist over there. I was just nervous that it wasn't going to turn into anything. But I decided when I came to Muncie that I was going to jump in with both feet. Mm -hmm. And so I did my job. I worked really hard at the library. And I also really networked in the community. Mm-hmm. I volunteered at Men and Trista. I went to WIBU. Yep. I went to Muncie Young Professionals. I had never been involved in a city before. Right. I had never been a volunteer before. I had never been, you know, truly networked and passionate about a community before. So having that experience opened a million doors for oh, me. Yeah. And I was promoted within a few months at the library to managing my own branch. And then uh, less than a year later, I was promoted again to be the technology coordinator for the entire library system. Nice. I had a supervisor, Jenny Nillis, who really believed in me mm-hmm. and encouraged me and allowed me to develop myself professionally. And having uh, a female boss who empowered me yeah. really made a huge difference. And it made me believe in myself and my ability to have a career and that's how I got where I am today was Jenny putting that faith in me and giving me those opportunities that's really cool yeah now tell me about your time at the connection corner that is the best kept secret in my <laughs> I know. I nobody swear. knows about it. It like, is. It's amazing. The Connection Corner is one of the best resources here in Muncie. I think libraries in general are a treasure. Mm-hmm. And I feel really passionately that our community and every community needs public accessible spaces where people of different income levels come together mm-hmm. to learn and grow and where your presence there isn't determined by how much money you have in your pocketbook. Right. And so I think that having a space like a library is essential, but also having a space like a tech library, which is mm-hmm. what Connection Corner is, is really essential. Because nowadays you really, you have kids growing up, middle class kids growing up with all of this technology in their homes. Right. You know, they have, you know, Alexa wake the family up in the morning. They mm-hmm. have a Nest thermostat that keeps it cool in the house. They have an iPad. They have a smart TV. They right. have a Roku. They have all of these different aspects of technology that are integrated into their lives and deeply personalized to them. Mm -hmm. And so when you grow up with technology in your life like that, you don't see yourself as a consumer of technology. You see yourself as a creator of technology. Mm -hmm. And that's something that low-income folks don't have access to because they don't have that level of technology in their life. And the technology they do have access to often isn't personalized to them. Mm -hmm. It's what's publicly accessible in a library. And so having a library that focuses on technology access, on innovation, and on education related to technology is essential to helping avoid the problem of access, opportunity, and ability. Mm -hmm. Because if you expect a child who grew up with all of that technology in their house to code, and you expect a child that grew up with no technology in their house to code, they're going to have very different mindsets related to that, and they're going to have very different ability levels. Mm -hmm. And so you have to keep that exposure up and provide people with those opportunities opportunities early. Yeah, absolutely. What's some of the things you can do there at Connection Corner? Well, at Connection Corner, they have a lot of really wonderful technology. So they have audio recording, video recording technology. They have the complete Adobe suite. So they've got uh, Photoshop, Final Cut. They have Premiere, all sorts of really wonderful technology um, that you can use to create video content, Mm -hmm. photo content, uh, artwork, and audio content. So there are a lot of local musicians who go there to record. There are podcasts 
podcasters that mm-hmm. go there to record. There are people who make music videos or instructional videos okay. there. Uh, there's a guy who takes a bunch of stuff there every week to photograph it for eBay. Okay, <laughs> cool. Didn't Matt? Didn't you do a voiceover? I had to do over some voiceover once. work there, mm-hmm. uh, it, and it was very convenient. Just walked right in, was able to get it done, put it on a jump drive, and I was I was out of there. Absolutely. Now they also have a 3D printer there, right? Yes, they do. They've got a 3D printer uh, there, and they have one at the Idea Studio at Maring Hunt, which okay. is similar. Mm-hmm. So there are two different technology resources in the Muncie Public Library system, the Idea Studio and Connection Corner. And they're both really wonderful resources for the community that I hope lots of people utilize. Excellent. Well, we like to get the word out because I, I do think that both of those are under, people just don't know about them and they're really cool. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and working at the library was you know, one of my favorite things I've ever done, being able to to provide that access and education to people and network in the community to try to get the word out oh, about yeah. those resources, I think is so important. Absolutely. So well, I know we've had WIBU meetings there mm-hmm. before and all kinds of stuff. So it's it's been really neat. I may not work there anymore, but I will always you're, love the library you're a big and promote advocate it as much as I can. Absolutely. <laughs> now let's talk about that. Let's talk about Upward Bound, which is now located in the Magix, right? Mm-hmm. But you weren't always there. No, originally we were in the Patterson building. Okay. Um, so we're part of Ivy Tech. Community mm-hmm. College of Muncie. It's a federally funded program and it was actually created in 1964 by President Lyndon Johnson as oh. part of his war on poverty. And the idea was to create economic opportunity and access for people who are low income, first generation, or academically at risk. Okay. And it's to create that economic upward mobility for okay. people so that they can create generational wealth. And, you know, at that time, they really believed education was the great equalizer. And mm-hmm. I still believe that that can be true. Sure. And so we work with uh, 60 high school students at Muncie Central High School and provide them with tutoring, uh, academic support, um, goal setting. Mm-hmm all sorts of college preparatory services throughout the school year. We take them on field trips and college visits. Mm -hmm. And then during the summer, we do a six-week summer academy where we provide them with daily core instruction and lots of amazing workshops and opportunities for them to learn and grow. did a big catapult launch over at Cannon Commons. I mean, I I drove around. I wasn't able to go to it, but Mm -hmm. I drove around. I'm like... My goodness, those are some big, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Yes, this summer we we really wanted to try some new things mm-hmm. and provide some innovative instruction that the kids might not always get access to in, in schools because of funding and, mm-hmm. you know, time limits and all of that. And so our physics class this summer was actually a catapult physics class. And so it was tra- taught by Chris Battaglia and... We were supported by the architecture program at Ball State, and we actually did the build inside Mad Jacks Mm -hmm. at the wood shop there. So our kids got to spend five weeks building catapults, and then they got to do a big public launch to show them off. And in the process, they learned about propulsion and velocity and how to calculate distance and mass and all of that stuff. Wow. (laughs) But that's a fun way to learn those concepts instead of just like putting pen to paper and absolutely and they learned about woodshop safety. They learned how to create things with Mm -hmm. their hands. So it was it was a really multifaceted class and they learned a lot of different things from it. So I think project based learning is a really cool opportunity for our kids. Absolutely. So do you have any success stories from the upward bound program that you've been working with over the past two years? Absolutely. I think when you work with students 
one of the key things to keep in mind is that there aren't a lot of overnight transformations like, mm-hmm. you know, feel good lifetime movies want to make you believe. Uh, so <laughs> a lot of the, the triumphs that we have are students choosing to do things that they've always been capable of, but have always found reasons not to do. Mm-hmm. And students learning new skill sets that are essential for, you know, everyday life. So for example, we have one student who um, was always a, a CDF student, you know, every once in a while she'd get an A or a B, but for the most part, she mm-hmm. was on the lower end of that spectrum and she really just believed she couldn't do math she thought she wasn't capable Mm -hmm. of it and over the course of a a summer we saw her grow her skill set learn how to study learn how to persevere learn how to ask questions Mm -hmm. Uh, she always used to just say she understood things when you knew she didn't right and the next semester we started to see a really positive change in her and Mm -hmm. her grades started going up a little bit more and we asked her about it and she was just like I I just realized I can do it. That's awesome. I'm just on top of it. Yeah. I'm not letting myself get behind. I'm asking questions. I'm not ashamed. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm getting the help that I need to succeed. And so seeing kids ask for what they need and do what they've always been capable of doing is a huge success yeah. story. And then the other thing is just seeing kids who maybe don't have the best support system or the best role models in their mm-hmm. life learn how to communicate in a more emotionally mature way. Mm-hmm. That's a massive milestone for some of my kids. So we had a girl this summer who, you know, might have been in a few fights during the school year, might have had some discipline problems. And over the summer, I had another girl come up to me and say, you know, she pulled me aside the other day and asked me if I was talking about her. And we had a conversation about it. (laughs) Yeah. And agreed to disagree and walked away from each other okay right there was no fight or any yeah and hearing that she had approached someone in a mature way Mm -hmm. had a conversation about it and there was no fight there was no name calling it was mature and grown up was huge you know those little steps that you know seem normal to us are are huge for some of my kids and so those little changes and the big changes keep me going for sure yeah and those are things you don't get obviously you don't get grades on those in school but (laughs) but learning those pieces and putting them all together will help in the long term and the success of of those students and not just in high school but throughout their whole lives hopefully that's what we're planning on right now what's something that that, uh, you wish you would have known back then that you know now in your career and and life Life in general in general I wish I had known to just say yes and figure it out. (laughs) Honestly, a lot of the challenges that I've taken on, I haven't been ready for every step of the way. Mm -hmm. I think that that's something that a lot of women are taught. They've they've found that uh, when women look at a a job posting, Mm -hmm. they will apply if they meet like 80 to 90% of the qualifications. And men will apply if they meet 50%. -hmm. I think I'm I'm learning over time to get more comfortable with that 50%. Right. Get more comfortable with knowing half of what I need to know and having confidence in myself that I'm going to figure the rest out, that I'm going to use my resources. that I'm going to use my contacts, that I'm going to persevere and make it happen. And I think in starting a program that didn't exist before at Ivy Tech, this was a brand new program, having to start something from the ground up, Mm -hmm. having to build 
the entire thing, the handbook, the, you know, employee training manuals, Mm -hmm. the procedures and processes and, you know, tracking, all of that, things I had never done before. It was really scary and it was really hard, but I did it. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people can do that. Absolutely. A lot of people can take on more than they think. A lot of people can approach challenges that they might not be 100% ready for. So that's the advice I would definitely give a younger me. What do you find your uh, purpose in life is nowadays? I think my purpose is about ideas and equity. I believe in the power of good ideas. I believe in innovation. I believe in change. I believe in working together to create something better than Mm -hmm. was there before. Uh, if anybody wants to hire someone to maintain the status quo, I am 100% You're not, not your girl. You're not the person, right? Okay. <laughs> I'm terrible at that. Good. I like change and I like things that are new and I like to build things. Mm-hmm. And so ideas are what fuel me and equity is what grounds me. I believe that we should all have access to high quality health care, mm-hmm. education, child care, resources. I believe that no one in this country should go hungry. Mm-hmm. And so if there's anything that I can do to provide access and equity to people, that's what I want to do. Anything that I can do to make an average person's life better, that's what I want to do. So what do you do for fun? <laughs> I am a murderino. I know. Me too. <laughs> oh, that's right. You, you both Some listen to that podcast, that right? Means, please, I... please explain murderino <laughs> to the fine folks out there. Well, so, so I listen to all things true crime. Mm-hmm. I love true crime related podcasts. My favorite podcast is My Favorite Murder. Yep. As, Mine too. As, as yes. is yours. Angie we, and I actually went to a live taping of that. We did a, a couple year of years. Ago. Yeah. That was all, and it was amazing. It was so much fun. And they, they did an episode about my favorite murderer, Belle Gunnis. From I know. LaCourt, Indiana. You like lost your mind when I was, they, when I was they announced it. I was so hard. <laughs> So, yeah, you may see me as a super perky, bubbly kind of person, mm-hmm. but I, I'm i a little bit scary on the inside. But dark and twisty. Yes. Me I've got, too. I've got some good. dark and twisty inside me. And so I love all things true crime. I love horror movies. Mm-hmm. I love Halloween. Uh, those are the things that I absolutely love. And then I also am a big crafter. So okay. I make wreaths in my spare time. Okay. So a little sugar, a little spice. Well, yeah, you got to have a little bit of everything. <laughs> Do you have a favorite horror movie? Oh, goodness. Yeah. I, the horror movie that I watch over and over again is an Australian horror movie called, I think it's Australian, called The Guest. Okay. Uh, I also love It Follows, The Descent. Okay. So I have lots of favorites. Awesome. But those are up there. What's on your bucket list? Oh, goodness. I would love to own a home. Um, my husband and I would love to be parents, mm-hmm. and I would love to travel to Europe. I was really lucky growing up because my dad worked for an airline and for the Air Force, okay. so we got to travel all over the United States for basically nothing. You know, we got to fly standby and mm-hmm. stay in billeting hotels. So I, I got to see all of the United States, and I grew to really love traveling and exploring new cities. But I've never been outside of the U.S., so that's a big, big thing for me that I'd love to do. I would say go to Europe first and then do those other things because (laughs) they they take all your time. Yes. (laughs) Once you have kids, it's like, hmm. Kids in a house you got to pay for? Uh. All right. Favorite book? Favorite book. I have a million favorite books. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm a library nerd. Absolutely. But I would say the one that I 
love the most is The Probable Future by Alice Hoffman. Okay. It's got a lot of magical realism to it, and it makes me feel dreamy and happy, and I love it. Nice. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. It was really great to be here. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. We're also sponsored today by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. You know they're an award-winning company? They are. They've won many awards, but one of them is including Muncie's Finest. They've been voted Muncie's Finest Tattoo Studio from 2006 to 2018. Every year? Every year. Holy cow. So that's a lot of years. I can't. I don't do math, but that's a lot of years in a row. That is quite a, <laughs> quite a few, and that kind of says something about what they do. There. Yeah, the level of uh, service that they're providing and the cleanliness of their studio, and they're just really taking care of their clients. Uh, they want you to feel at home as well as being serviced in a professional manner. So that speaks speaks volumes, I think, to be nominated and uh, voted that, that many times in a row. Definitely. Give them a call and check out their studio. Daniel will be happy to show you around. Oh, I'm he sure. definitely will. And they've got samples of all their artwork and things like that that they've done online at their website, luckytats.com. Most of you know that Angie and I run a marketing company called Farmhouse Creative. Been around since 2002. 12. When Angie started it. Very important. That's why she's the boss. She started Farmhouse Creative. I did start the company and then I hired you. So, but you're part owner now. Too. And then we hired Amy. And then we hired Amy. And and next we're going to hire legions of people. Maybe. We'll ah, see. No, we're going to keep we're probably <laughs> we, going to like stay to keep, small. We like to keep and it nimble. small. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. There, there's something that gets under our skin sometimes. Yes. And At, what is that? It's Asking me or any anyone to do work for free, I, I will couch this with like, okay, we are, Matt and I are both, we're both on boards and we serve in organizations that we're passionate about and, mm-hmm. you know, we get it. People, you're not, people are nonprofits or they're raising money for a charity or whatever. I get that. Um, and we're happy to lend our talents where we can, but we get people who ask us for work for free all the time. <laughs> and it's, it's, uh. I don't know. Is this across the board for all industries? Because I don't go to my hairdresser and be like, hey, man, I know you do this for a living, but I could you really cut me a break or could you do it for free? Or this will be great exposure. And we get that a lot, too. Oh, yes. Oh, you'll get in front of so many people. And I'm like, it will change your business. It'll change your business. Eh, It's probably not. Uh, So, you know what? We are willing to help people out and we do a lot of discounted work. Like, hey, I can't give it to you for free, but I can give you a good deal on it or whatever. So we're happy to do that. The thing that has really, this is why I brought it up today. Because just last week, I had somebody found us online, which is great. I'm glad people are finding us online. Awesome. Uh, And they were doing a charity bike, like motorcycle ride. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, But she needed a flyer put together. I'm like, all right, cool. And she's like, can I come by your office? And And we said, sure. We do flyers all the time. I mean, we can do flyers in our sleep. Like, we got it. We can, yes, we can do that. So she comes into my office, brings a piece of paper with all of her notes, like, written out of what she wants it to say. Okay. All right, fine. Uh, She's like, and the picture's on my phone. Okay. Okay. But then it's a picture that she took... With her phone. With her phone of, you know, the cans that they put like at the gas station, like donate money or at a restaurant or whatever. Oh, don't tell me this. Yeah. She took a picture of the printed out picture on the can (laughs) and said, here, can you make this work? And I was like, 
well, I mean, we can use it. It might not look the best, but we can use it. She's yeah. like, great. Okay, what do you, can you do it now? Oh, I mean, right now while you're standing all over my shoulder? No, I can't do that. But I could, could get it done this afternoon or tomorrow or whatever. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, do you know what kind of estimate we're talking about? So I gave her the price. And it was a, like, it was a discounted price. Like Yes, we're talking like, under $100 Under $100 easy. easy for a rush job that she needed to get done right away that was written down on, like, paper with, a, like, a serial killer. It, like, yes. So I gave her the price. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. You know, this is, you know, we're raising money and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, yeah, that's cool. I totally get it. You know, there might be other places in town or people that would do it for you for, for less or for free. That's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she's like, well, if you could show me how to do it, I could just do it at home myself. <laughs> like, what kind of program would you recommend I use? And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Amy saw my face going like, what is wrong with her? And the conversation kind of ended from there. It kind of ended from there. I told her, you know what? You could use Word or there's some online programs you could use if you have an app or whatever. Like, there's ways to do it. So, yeah. I- Best of luck. So I think at the end of the day, what we want to get across is if you're going to engage with a creative company, right. be prepared to pay something, something for the creative work that you're going to get back, which will be the best stuff right. ever. Because if you do it right and you spend money to make it look good, then people will take you seriously. If you print out a flyer that you wrote in crayon and hand it out, people are not going to take that seriously and they're not going to give you money. So um, I, I also I like to say like I wouldn't go to my mechanic and be like, hey, can you show me how to change this belt? I could do this at home. I don't know why I have to pay you. Like I could do it at home. Show me how to do it. Don't do that. That's rude. You know, value people's work pay them and don't ask them to teach you how to do it so you can just do it yourself on your computer at home thanks for joining us for this episode of gone boss be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag gone boss we're on instagram at gone boss 2k or you can find us on facebook just by searching gone boss if you like what you hear today be sure to rate review and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts our premier sponsor today was the schaefer leadership academy find out more at schaeferleadership.com we're also brought to you by lucky rabbit tattoos check them out at luckytats.com have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone boss boss.